Welcome to the All In My Head podcast. We're glad you decided to give this podcast a listen. We are a group of teens that are making a podcast for youth, by youth. We will counter stereotypes around mental health in the teen, BIPOC, and LGBTQ community and talk about things you might find a little uncomfortable. Join us twice a month for a reminder that you are not alone in these struggles. Today's episode of the All In My Head podcast is about coming out. Coming out is one of the most difficult, stressful, and important steps in the lives of queer youth. You'll hear from young queer people about their coming out stories, what was difficult about it, and some advice they have for other people struggling to come out. Hello everyone, my name is Victoria and my pronouns are she, her. I'm new to the podcast and this is my first ever episode. Woo! My coming out story took place about a year ago or so. I came out to my mother and sister as bi first in about February 2021, I think. Me and my mom were talking on the couch and I asked if she ever questioned her sexuality at all. She said no and asked me if I have. I said, yeah, I think I might be bi. I started crying and she consoled me, saying that she'd always support me. Then I realized I didn't really like guys, and I came out again in September of last year as a lesbian, and I felt comfortable in that identity ever since. Some advice I would say to people who want to come out is to tell somebody that you really trust first. It doesn't have to be a parent. It can always be like a sibling, aunt, uncle, friend, etc. I came out to one of my friends first, and then my sister. Make sure that you can really trust them to accept you and not tell anyone without your consent. The person who supported me most while coming out to my mom was my sister. I knew our mom wouldn't go as far as to kick me out, but I was really afraid to disappoint her. My sister was very supportive. She even told my mom that if she didn't accept me, she'd have me pack my things and move in with her, which was sweet. As for who or what inspired me to come out, nothing really inspired me to come out. I just kind of nervously set it up with the question, then I blurted out, which I don't think is very safe, depending on your circumstances. I was just scared and wanted to get it off my chest. My name is Jared. I go by he, they pronouns, and I am pansexual and non-binary. I was coming out to my mom, I was like sitting on the couch, and I said, oh, I think I'm pansexual, and she said, oh, that's cool. And she thought it was actually really cool, and I think she was a little proud of me, too. Any advice I would say is, like, when you're with your parents, like, in the car or something, just, like, when you're alone with them, just say, oh, I'm blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And my parents supported me when I came out as pansexual and non-binary. Hi, I'm Rianne. I'm gender fluid, panromantic, asexual. I'm telling you guys about my coming out story. As an autistic person, I don't even know what LGBTQ is. So my family had to explain to me that it's okay that you can be in a same-sex relationship. I said, okay. And one of my friends said that I'm gender fluid and I don't even know what that is. So my mom explained to me again, and I really liked it, so I came as gender fluid. The next thing, I want to become bisexual, meaning you're attracted to cis, only cis boys and girls, and you don't care about trans or non-binary. So I came out as panromantic. I now learned everything about LGBTQ and what coming out really was, and its history. I came out as asexual in 2017, 
Some trans women and cis women didn't understand. I really hated sex. In my previous relationship, my partners really hate it when I'm asexual that they're forcing me to have sex and I told them, no thank you. I hate making out because that's part of sex. He doesn't understand asexual. He's just doing it to have sex with me. And one relationship is really, really, really abusive. I have been controlled, manipulated, raped, and sexually assaulted. I went to therapy, Cares Northwest, and sexual assault groups, and there's one about um, LGBTQ sexual assault survivors. After I broke up with them, I feel like a failed lesbian, which I'm not. Like, I tried for the first time, and it really failed. So, I'm really happy today, and currently right now, I am single. For a quick break from coming out stories, we're going to get a brief LGBTQ plus history lesson from Victoria. Hello everyone, and welcome to Victoria's History Corner. My name is Victoria Boating, and today we will be talking about the self-described black, lesbian, mother, warrior, and poet, Audre Lorde. Audre Lorde was born on February 18th in 1934 in New York City. Her parents, Frederick and Linda Belmar Lorde, were immigrants from Granada. She grew up in Manhattan and was the youngest of three sisters. Audrey had always been connected to poetry from a young age. She studied for a year at the National University of Mexico, and during her time abroad, she became confident with her identity as a lesbian and poet. In 1962, Audrey married a white gay man by the name of Edwin Rollins. They had two kids and divorced in 1970. In the 1960s, Audrey began publishing her poetry, and taking part in the civil rights movement, the anti-war movement, and the women's liberation movement. She has written and released multiple books with her works of poetry, while also talking about intersectionality, the subject of war in the black community, racism in the feminist movement, her identity as lesbian, and other important topics. She has earned many honors throughout her career and has traveled to different parts of the world to teach and talk to black women from different backgrounds. One of her well-known pieces of work, The Master's Tools Will Never Dismantle the Master's House, has called on white feminists to acknowledge the differences among women and to use them as a source of power instead of division. She was a founding member of Kitchen Table, Woman of Color Press in 1981, with other authors, including Barbara Smith. Audrey was also a founding member of Sisterhood in Support of Sisters in South Africa, an organization that advocated for women living under apartheid. Audrey was an English professor at John Jay College of Criminal Justice and Hunter College. Audrey Lord was a breast cancer and ovarian cancer survivor, but unfortunately died in 1992 due to liver cancer. Audrey Lord is an inspiration to me and many other black lesbians, not only in America, but in different parts of the world. And her amazing works of poetry and books are still relevant to this day. That was super interesting, Victoria. Thank you. Now we'll head back to hear about some more coming out stories. Hi, my name's Lane. I use he, him pronouns. I'm 17 and I'm a cisgendered gay male. And my coming out story starts in middle school, like a lot of people's. And really it started in a heterosexual relationship because I was dating one of my now best friends, Madeline, and I had questioned a little bit whether or not I was straight but I hadn't really explored that at all. And then she asked me out and we dated and 
you know, it was fun. We didn't really do anything other than platonic friendship. And then I broke up with her because I knew I was gay. And then I came out to her. And that was really easy for me because, you know, I'd known her for a while and I trusted her and I knew she'd understand. And then I came out to my parents who were very accepting and I love them very much. And then beyond that, I kind of stayed semi-closeted through like my sophomore year. I was kind of afraid to come out to my classmates and especially my wrestling team because that's a very traditionally you know, male-dominated heterosexual space, and I wasn't sure how they'd react. So I kind of just kept that part of my identity quiet, you know? If someone asked me, like, straight up if I was gay, I would probably say yes, but in general, I just didn't really talk about it. Some advice I have to share for those who want to come out is to just do it when you're ready. Oh my gosh, you get pressured so much to, you know, come out at a young age or come out to these people or you know, just to like shout it to the sky. But really, you can come out to who you want, when you want, on your own timeline. And you shouldn't feel pressured to come out to people because like just because other people are coming out or have the strength to come out doesn't mean you have to. And everyone's situation is different. So just take it at your own timeline. Some of the people who supported me to come out were my aunt, who was a super supportive figure in my life. She was one of the first people that I told that I was questioning And then I would just say my friend Madeline, she's a real one. You know, she's the one that I dated and she was super supportive and helped me through a lot of stuff with my identity and my worries about that. Funny enough, one of the things that kind of inspired me to come out or helped me to be more open about my identity was TikTok. Throughout quarantine, I started making TikToks and having fun with it and Eventually, I started making some about my identity and just kind of being out with it and just being able to talk honestly and make funny videos about being gay and what that means and the experiences I have kind of encouraged me to be more open about it with other people and to not worry so much about whether or not they'd react poorly to it or something like that. Hi, I'm Yvonne. I go by any and all pronouns. Uh, I'm 17 and I'm arrow ace and genderqueer. If you need a summary, aromantic, asexual, smush them together, arrow ace, and just means I'm not interested in people in general. And genderqueer, gender, it's a blob. I don't know what the heck is going on with it. I just know that I'm cute. And that's all I need to know. (laughs) So, my story. When I was in fifth grade, and I believe that means I was around 11 years old, I was an explorative kid, and I loved googling around seeing what was up. And queer stuff has kind of been more common because marriage was legalized and it hadn't been legalized for super long at that point and like in the history of the United States but we were getting a lot more media recognition so I kept seeing stuff about people being queer and like online content creators and stuff like if anyone out there remembers Joey Graceffa and his now ex-boyfriend. So, 
being a big fan of queer content creators like that and knowing that the queer community exists but not really knowing what it fully entailed i as a wee lad was like let me do some googling around and see what i can find and then i uh found all the wondrous quizzes being like are you gay take our 10 question test and find out now did so many of those but um the main consensus i came to was that i was just kind of equally attracted to everyone but i found that guys they were pretty girls they were pretty people of nondescript genders were non-binary genders also very pretty but also just generally wasn't really pulled to any of them and so it was like ah i see i guess that means i'm attracted to everyone equally so pansexuality because i just found i liked the word pan i thought it was fun <laughs> and i just found that fit me a little better and like if you dear listener are out there trying to figure out uh what is up with you just go with what vibes with you more you know don't even worry about it man <laughs> it just comes down to what fits with you the best but moving on a little while later still in fifth grade still 11 i was like ah i see all these websites i'm reading things on and like listicles are like top 10 things you should know when being queer i came to the consensus that coming out is such a culturally accepted thing is just kind of like another expected milestone in queer life like uh getting a first job or going to school and graduating or something so I generally knew that my family would be pretty safe to come out to because, you know, when gay marriage was legalized, my dad specifically asked me about it and he was pretty cool about it. He was like super down with it, very much in support of it and uh, ended up finding out later on that he was bi. So i had that whole sit down talk being very serious just really composing myself and then doing the whole mom dad i'm pansexual <laughs> you know being very serious about it because that's kind of what's always shown in media too when it comes to coming out <laughs> it's always shown as a very serious matter and it is but it doesn't always need that level of theatrics i guess but when i came out my mom was very much like yeah cool what is that <laughs> because a lot of queer identities now are like kind of recent 
the terminology for them anyways. So my dad heard the sex part of pansexual and was like, nope, not having sex. You are a child. I will not let you have sex. So therefore you are not pansexual. It was a very circular argument of that's not what that means. It just means I'm attracted to all peoples. Not that I am getting down and jiggy with it. Not sure where you got that from. Looking back on it, I am I am very sure where you got that from. But uh <laughs> kinda ended up fizzling out and just kinda like not bringing the argument up again. But besides that, coming out very easy. I just kind of treated it like telling someone I just met my name or like when you get a new book and you're like, oh, hey, just got the pansexual edition of my identity now. Just had to let you know because I'm excited about it because it's very exciting finding out your identity after so long of not knowing. <laughs> but it was like very easy to come out to my friends because surprise surprise queer people accidentally flock together <laughs> so like after i came out all of a sudden everyone else was coming out too but then when i was 13 i started to realize wow gender that's a thing <laughs> and i realized wait i'm not just a whammon. I am more than. I am whammon plus. What? <laughs> so I uh, did some more googling. So this doesn't feel cis exactly. So um, I had some trans friends and non-binary peeps and you know I was like older queer people because they were 16. What is the gender? How does one gender? Why does one gender? And <laughs> we were doing our makeup for a convention we were going to, and they just hit me with a good old, uh, do you feel like a girl sometimes? And I was like, yeah. Do you feel like a guy sometimes? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they hit me with the kicker. Do you feel non-binary sometimes or kind of like gender nondescript? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> and then, congrats. You're gender fluid. It was like, damn. <laughs> Is that easy? And they're like, yeah, it can be. And so it's like, I ended up identifying as gender fluid for a hot second. But then, as like, time went on like a year or so later i was like man i don't want to choose <laughs> a gender like i don't like the process of having to decide what i am because it's not like i split my gender identity it's more like one big soup with all the ingredients mixed together. So, uh, out it went, and the hunt for gender continued. So, circling back the having equal levels of attraction, the people, turns out, uh, apparently equal levels of attraction 
zero attraction across the board. I just wasn't interested in people. But over the years, as I came to realize that I was never asking people out and I never had crushes, I would have this thought creeping in the back of my mind. Like, maybe I'm just not interested in people. Maybe I just don't need this. But last September, when I was 16, just before the start of the new school year, I just had a lot of time to think. And I was like, aha, I see. I'm asexual. Never mind the romantic part. <laughs> I was like, I'll take what I have and just keep it. Because even after realizing that pansexuality doesn't entirely fit me, and so much of my identity is my queerness, that letting it go hurt just a little too much. And I spent so much time being part of the queer community and, like, participating in it that I just was scared to let go because it became one of the founding blocks of who I am. But right around Valentine's Day this year, I came across this TikTok. <laughs> and this dumb little TikTok was like, hey, you might be aromantic if you relate to any of these things. And then, with dawning confusion, horror, and realization, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I identify with almost everything this person is saying. And then I realized, I'm aromantic. I do not see a forms of affection the same way as other people do. And um, for me, aromanticism just, it was really freeing. So uh, thank you for having me participate. I hope you enjoyed these coming out stories from youth across Portland. We know coming out can be difficult, so feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or just want to talk. There are also online communities such as Trevor Space that can be a great resource for LGBTQ plus youth. Thanks for listening and make sure to check us out on Instagram at the underscore all in my head podcast and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss an episode. This podcast was created using a grant from the Oregon Alliance to Prevent Suicide in partnership with the Association of Oregon Community Mental Health Programs and with funding from the Oregon Health Authority. The adult advisor is Nicole Mayer, music by Waterboy, shared on Pixabay.